All right, everyone out there who's stock rich and cash poor, what if you could generate liquidity from your private company shares without giving away the upside? Well, SharesPost is now offering loans against private company shares and loans to exercise stock options. SharesPost Lending, the new liquidity solution. Visit SharesPost.com. On today's Equity Shot, some big surprises for social media companies. Welcome to Equity. I'm TechCrunch's Katie Roof, joined by my colleague, Matthew Lindley. Crunchbase News Editor-in-Chief, Alex Wilhelm. Hello! And it's just the three of us today. It's an impromptu episode to talk about earnings. Yeah, and... Two companies in particular. I, I know, but this time, usually when we do this sort of thing, we talk about how much they've fallen apart. But this is the weird counterexample to that trend because Snap and Twitter both had pretty good weeks, which is not what I expected. I'm not going to lie. This yeah. is not what I saw coming. <laughs> um, but we'll kick things off with Snap, which went out earlier this week. Um, the headline is that Snap shares spiked like over 40% yesterday uh, after they kind of beat expectations. And they've given them back about 6% of that today as of the time that we're talking. Um, that's kind of profit-taking, not a huge surprise. But the top-line numbers are, and this is on a gap basis, gap meaning all the numbers together, revenue of $285.7 million, and a net loss of 349.977. So they lost more money than they brought in revenue, and that was a stunning victory for the beleaguered snap. Um, not even really a joke. Their adjusted EBITDA was negative $159 million, and they went through $197 million in cash total during the quarter. But critically, they had higher uh, DAU growth. Uh, sequential and year-over-year than expected. They were up 5% sequential and 18% year-over-year. And so Wall Street gave them a huge bump. Um, so I guess, really, do we do we think Wall Street got this right? Or is this too optimistic given that kind of still rough uh, set of numbers? Are we still living in the fantasy universe where free cash flow doesn't matter? Yes. Oh, then yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the, you're not wrong. It's, that's how I think Wall Street thinks about it. I don't know. Katie, what do you think? I mean, it is surprising that they've they've actually been able to monetize better than the people thought. But um, one thing I'm wondering about is I recently got the Snap redesign, and it's supposed to be better, but I'm I'm convinced that it's worse. Have you guys had the updated Snapchat yet? Because so, I was trying to figure out how to use it the other day, and Lindley, I, I think Alex and I are too old for Snapchat. So I'm older than you. So. I know, <laughs> but, but but you're younger at heart, whereas Lindley and I are essentially ten thousand years old. Um, <laughs> so for people like us who don't use Snap, what is the update quickly, and then why do you not? like it because this is a big important thing for their user growth and all that well first of all i don't like the font not to be like particular or anything but it's it's harder to find like so when i'm looking through my messages instead of just showing me my messages it shows me everyone's like stories interwoven between i'm showing you the ugly ugly snap that looks like instagram yeah um, and and so so you have the messages and and the stories and it's harder to figure out who watched your story the other day i was trying to figure out who watched my story because you know i like i like to know i mean do people actually watch stories though not anymore really i like to watch like my my like 20 friends who still look at my snapchat but um most of me, most of my people have moved over to Instagram. Right, um, but I mean, Snap is like, um, you know, for better. It's a camera company. No, it's not actually a camera company, um, but it is a product company, right? So it's like, you, you know, if you're 
you can't be Facebook and say, "Oh no, one of our things is is not working. Let's work on our seven other things." So, or Where Google Snap has, whereas Snap has the one thing, right? One well, thing. I guess they had glasses at one point. Spectacles, but, yeah, please whatever. don't be pedantic, but get them <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, Did they mention that in the earnings no. call? I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's uh, material revenue uh, anymore. <laughs> but no, but I mean, if you're talking about like a redesign for the thing that's running your company, that's supposed to make it worth whatever it is, twenty four billion dollars. That's like a pretty big deal. And then, you know, Snap was. Uh, it's supposed to be like minimalist, right? Like you yeah. open it and you press take picture and then you send it to your friend. It's like two taps. Well, this it's, it's funny because I'm reading, um, remember Billy who used to work at TechCrunch? Uh, Billy Gallagher? He wrote a book called How to Turn Down a Billion Dollars that's coming out in like a week and I'm reading about, it's all about how Snap got started. Um, anyways, I'm reading about how they did Is it the like first... filled with Stanford parties? It, it, the part that I'm in is a lot of Stanford parties. Okay, because I mean, Stanford I'm just frats. assuming Evan, Evan Spiegel is like a very like fratty party guy. Uh, that may or may, that's that definitely true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm watching them get the first iteration done, if you will. And so it's funny now that we're still having the same kind of conversation about the company this far down the road because Facebook proper hasn't changed that much, you know, over the last couple of years, it feels like. Um, aside from the theory of democratizing the transmission of information across the any masses, the theory not actually playing out as the way we thought it would, um, I guess. Guess not. <laughs> so, well, I mean, critically for Snap, though, even though their DAUs only went up eighteen percent year over year, their revenue is up seventy two percent year over year. So that's we're a lot. That's I mean, it's pretty and impressive. They, and they cautioned; they said that they're not going to be able to keep up that momentum. So don't expect it to keep going up seventy two percent. They said they'll see a moderate revenue growth, um, but you know, it's they're they're beating analysts' expectations. So but, that's but, impressive. But lowered expectations, right? <laughs> I mean, after their first couple of uh, performances as a public company, I don't think people were really expecting them to blow out the gates, which is, I think, why their share price shot up so high. They're actually now back above their IPO price. I know, I was about no to say. Underwater. Yeah, because they priced their IPO at 17. They're now, uh, at this moment, they're at 19.53. So uh, they're they're definitely above their IPO price. And, and just five days ago, when I look at the chart, they were at, on Friday, they were at 13.59. So that's, that's a pretty big jump okay. for a week. But- just for the historical twenty three billion dollar market. True, true. What was their uh, first? No, what was their opening price? Twenty something, right? Twenty four, right? Yeah, yeah. And right. then their all time high was twenty nine forty. And that's a great point. The IPO price, it's not a democratic process. It's only the the friends of the bankers, basically the institutional investors and and hedge funds and what have you that that are able to get in at the IPO price, but. Average Joe people, retail investors, get in at the open, which is usually a bit higher than the IPO price, and that was the case with Snap. So normal people who bought on the first day are are still down, but uh, but technically it's up from the IPO price. But that's enough about L Snap. Uh, what's up with Twitter? Uh, so Twitter did earnings today this morning as well. Is, um, is that why you sound so excited? <laughs> Oh, the West Coast is a curse. Um, no, so Twitter, so Twitter reported its earnings. Uh, things went fine. Um, they made money on a gap basis. Uh, they actually seem to be getting some of their stuff together. Their stock-based compensation was down, which is our favorite met- metric to crap on. Yes, um, because it means that they're radically overpaying their pl- not radically overpaying their employees, but having very generous compensation packages that are associated with stock. Anyways, flat user growth, our favorite metric, 12% year over year, DA, year, over year DAU growth with no y-axis. <laughs> and and um, that being said, uh, this the stock at one point was up like 27% this morning. So kind of the same thing, you know, lowered, 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 lowered expectations getting surprisingly beaten. 
True. Um, by a company that finally made money 12 years later. Uh, yeah, first time they're profitable ever. <laughs> but but wow. actually profitable. Twitter, yeah, Twitter Real wasn't profit. making money this whole time. Who knew? I mean, we knew, but. <laughs> I mean, here's how amazing their run has been. So in April of 2017, they're about 15 bucks a share. They traded actually under 15, and now they're back over 30. They've doubled since their lows inside the last 12 months. So that's got to help morale. It's got to help hiring. It's got to be fantastic for them. I mean, that's, Twitter had, for so long was the, the, um, the, I don't know, the kicking bag of, of Silicon Valley. Everyone thought it wasn't going to work and that Jack as a part-time CEO wasn't going to pull it off, but... But they made it 280 characters. I really hope that's not why this worked out. <laughs> like, if, if, that, if that's the thing that happened to the change, I'm very <laughs> crossed. And actually, interestingly, uh, I think Jack said that the average tweet length is still the same, but it, that it's led to more engagement. So people are on Twitter more, or looking at the tweets more if they're longer, but they're not necessarily tweeting longer tweets. Yeah, because I don't they know. Don't, I follow why that is, but they don't have tweet storms anymore. <laughs> but actually, one thing that's interesting is is the next quarter we're going to have to watch for. It'll be the first quarter without Anthony Noto, who was their COO and previously the CFO. He recently left to be the CEO. CEO of SoFi. <laughs> he just only does uh, C-suite titles, obviously. But um, yeah, and so Jack is is now running it without a lot of extra help, which is pretty tough considering that he also runs Square. I mean, he has other executives, of course, but uh, but Anthony Noto is a really key guy for the company, and so. He ended on a high note for the company this last quarter, but we'll have to see what happens next. And their user growth also disappointed, actually. And so the, while their, their their finances greatly exceeded expectations, their user growth did not. And you have to it begs the question, if they can't grow their users, how are they going to continue to monetize their users? It, it, it's only a matter of time before that catches up. Well, I mean, like, there's, you, you don't actually have to, I mean, growing users is always good, but you don't have to grow users, right? You can get better targeting, right? You can come up with new ad formats. You can, there's like a number of things you can do. If you already have 330 million users, which is what they reported today, which again was under expectations, people were looking for 333 million users. Uh, that's still like many millions of users, right? So if you're if you're offering an advertising platform, which is kind of like Snap's um, pitch, that is different than Facebook, that hits users in a way and in like environment that's different than Facebook, and then you make that like targeting and that uh, you know hitting them at that right moment moment really 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 freaking good, then you can charge more, right? And that's how you that's how you increase your revenue. And it's like okay, it's fine that. You know, everyone looks at monthly active users and yeah, those need to go up. But at the same time, it's like you can come up with with new ways of doing stuff like they have, you know, they've been making a big push into into video, which is, you know, it's kind of why the Anthony Noto thing stings a little harder, probably because he was the one of the original architects of that crazy Thursday night football deal. Oh, yeah. That they did for like dirt cheap. Right. They got it for an absolute steal. Um, and but, you know, at the same time, it's like, OK, well. Turns out they have a business. That's a good sign, probably. It is a yeah. real company. It's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that was an open question for a long time. But uh, when we talk about the expectations and how they beat them, keep in mind that the revenue uh, expectation, the, the revenue result, according to Lillian's reporting, was only up two percent year over year. So they're not. But it was up. It was up. But like <laughs> we we are discussing passing a low bar by a good margin. This is not a high bar by a by a good margin. This is you know things were not exactly optimistic on the on the analyst side. 
So even though it's impressive that they have 330 million users, if I were an investor, I wouldn't want to buy stock in a company that just doesn't have any room for growth on the on the consumer side. I mean, yes, they can continue to monetize those users more, but a lot of that expectation was already built in and a lot of the expectation that they would continue growing as a company was built in. So it's a bad sign for a company that's already reached such a critical mass. I don't know. I mean, if you look at like, Foursquare, they turned into a data company and they seem to be doing all right, right? So. But they're almost the exception, right? <laughs> Everyone wrote them off like six different times and they're back with like three sequential years of plus 50% revenue growth. Yeah, but I mean, it's still, it's like one of those things where they don't have to have a big user base if they just have like a really good like targeted product that goes behind it. It's true. It's, and Twitter's revenue. I mean, obviously it's not a $23 billion company. But no, 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 no. <laughs> well, part of the issue was that Twitter, originally, they were comparing it to Facebook, and they thought, because Facebook has significantly more users, and they were hoping that someday uh, Twitter would achieve that, and it's become increasingly apparent that Twitter will never be Facebook. Yeah, I, th- I think that's absolutely true. And actually, bringing this back a little bit, very true about Snap. I mean, I think we've seen their their user growth beat expectations, but it's nothing like on a pace to bring them to a billion, right? Or even 500 million. So these companies are just going to be smaller than Facebook, and you know maybe that's actually kind of oddly, maybe kind of okay, given the problems that Facebook has seen at kind of the epic scale that it's reached. It has to deal with the entire globe at a time, whereas Twitter and Snap probably have much more concentrated user bases in certain countries. Maybe that helps. I'm not a product guy, but I can see how localization would be a bit easier if you didn't have to go everywhere at once. I don't know. I'm just glad for startups out there that are social focused that for once their market comps are not in the toilet. It's got to really help those guys who are like, yay, finally, when we go to talk to our investors, our market comps look positive and therefore our valuation won't get torn apart when we go back to the well for more capital. So, All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Come back next week. Fuck Duke. All right, everyone. We want to say a special thanks to our producer, TechCrunch's own Christopher Gates, our executive producer, Henry Pickavet. Thank you to Katie Roof. Thank you to Matthew Lindley. And thank you to you for leaving us that five-star iTunes review. That's Equity. We'll see you all next Friday. Hey, hey.